You are listening to WSIU. I'm Jennifer Fuller. In his monthly series this year, ornithologist Mike Baltz is taking a special look at the Shawnee National Forest. In this edition, a history of how the forest came to be and what leaders of the past hoped for the southernmost part of Illinois. In southern Illinois, we are fortunate to have the Shawnee National Forest as our backyard. It is currently almost 300,000 acres of protected, mostly forested land that we all benefit from and enjoy in different ways. Of course, the Shawnee National Forest hasn't always been here. By all accounts, southern Illinois was a natural resource disaster a hundred years ago, with waste lands increasing by a quarter million acres annually between 1920 and 1928, according to the Illinois Chamber of Commerce. After a hundred years of forest clearing for agriculture and commercial uses, the land in southern Illinois was severely degraded. Erosion was a major problem, and most farmland was mostly worn out. There were estimates, however, that five million acres were available for forests and productive timbering, which was an important number in a state that was running out of timber. The Weeks Act of 1911 authorized the federal government to purchase and maintain land in the eastern U.S. as national forest. And by about 1930, there was considerable interest in the idea of establishing a national forest in the southern part of Illinois. A report compiled by the Forest Service in 1931 recommended the acquisition of nearly 600,000 acres for the purpose of erosion control timber production, and demonstration of correct forestry practices. But it wasn't until 1933, after considerable lobbying and finagling, that funding for land acquisition was finally approved. After that, things happened quickly. By 1934, several civilian conservation corps camps had been established. Miles of roads had been built and or resurfaced, Miles of telephone lines had been strung, and several bridges had been built, all before the forest was officially dedicated in 1939. Fast forward nearly 90 years, and the Shawnee National Forest is a major tourist attraction, drawing hundreds of thousands of hikers, hunters, campers, horseback riders, and nature enthusiasts to the region. The protected forest also provides priceless ecosystem services to the region in the form of water and air purification, flood control, and renewable resources. However, finding a balance between protecting the forest and providing recreational opportunities for forest users has always been a challenge for the Forest Service. A hundred years ago, national forest management across the country focused on protecting land against overgrazing, controlling and combating fire, and maximizing timber production. The Multiple Use Sustained Yield Act of 1960 clarified that the Forest Service needed to both manage for recreation, watershed protection, and wildlife, as well as manage their timber resources sustainably. Then, the National Forest Management Act of 1976 required long-range planning by the Forest Service to ensure sustainability while maintaining a quality environment in national forests. The point of this history lesson is, in part, to highlight the evolution of the Forest Service's efforts 
to meet the challenge of satisfying their multi-use mandate. Certainly, the Shawnee National Forest is a major tourist attraction and economic engine for Southern Illinois. Popular attractions in the forest like Garden of the Gods, Little Grand Canyon, and Snake Road are often packed with people and cars on the weekends. And the Shawnee is by far the most popular hunting destination in the entire state. And with nearly 600,000 visitors in 2018, for example, the Shawnee National Forest had more visitors than almost half of the national parks in the country that year and just a few thousand fewer than visited Denali National Park. Of course, counting visitors to the sprawling Shawnee is more difficult than counting visitors to national parks, where there are often just a few entrances. So the use of the Shawnee National Forest, especially by us locals, is likely greatly underestimated. In the end, friends, the Shawnee National Forest is a tremendous asset to the region. It provides something for almost everyone who enjoys time outdoors, and we are lucky to have it as our backyard. Yet the mission of the Forest Service is to sustain the health, diversity, and productivity of the nation's forests, above and beyond providing recreational opportunities. So next month, I'll focus on what's being done locally to preserve the biodiversity of the Shawnee National Forest and promote forest health. That's ornithologist Mike Ball. So you can find his monthly commentaries on our website, WSIU.org, where you can also sign up for a variety of our podcasts. For WSIU, I'm Jennifer Fuller.